0: yo ho ho and welcome to this week's episode of the imaginary movie podcast a podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it Uh, My name is big, fat, ugly, bug-faced, baby-eating O'Newall, and I'm joined by... (laughs) Uh, My name's Sam, and right now I'm somewhere between
1: bedwetting and a near-death experience. (laughs) And I'm Ross. I know what you're
2: thinking. Another podcast episode. Well, it could be worse, folks. We could be stuck in the audience. And I'm Long
3: Joe Silver, and I'm off to Zanzibar
2: to meet the
1: Zanzibar Barians. <laughs> Damn it, that was nearly my bit. That was nearly my one. I was
0: so close.
1: It was two. Oh, that's such um, a good line.
0: So this week uh, we watched uh, 1996's, my God, we will keep coming back to 1996 uh, <laughs> Muppets, Treasure Island. Um, so, can we get to the bottom of this? Why are we so fixated with doing movies from the mid-90s, it's exclusively?
1: O- it's obvious, it's obvious. We're just completely... It was the peak escapists. of our culture, yes. I yeah. get what you mean, Sam, <laughs> of course. We, we want to go back to the time when, when we didn't have to worry about being an adult. We didn't have to worry about pandemics and, you know, the economy was looking all right. So I think, generally, let's just transport um, ourselves back to the, to the mid-90s. And let's do it through the lens of Muppet Treasure Island.
3: <laughs> well, we do it for the for the TV episodes, pilot light as well. So we might as well do it for the movies, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, also
2: the very real reason that most of the good movies nowadays are the ones from the 90s. That'll be streaming for free. Any recent good movies <laughs> won't
0: be on there for free yet. <laughs> it's mainly the cheap skit angle that we're going the for. Fact is, there is an important economic factor, Ross. <laughs> um, I guess what we're saying is, like, if you want us to do episodes on other things, like pay us. Yeah, you know? yeah. Maybe, we're not maybe, above begging. Exactly, we're not above begging. Several rungs below, perhaps. Uh, we are millennials. <laughs> let's be fair here. Um, you. We're also joined today by Joe, who is making his
1: debut um, <laughs> uh, uh, appearance on the full the full fat episode. Joe, nice to see you here. Nice to have you on the Muppet Treasure Island episode. One of your favorite movies. In fact, I think the only movie that you regularly quote. Lord us. of the Rings is the other one, but yeah, I think Lord, that's Lord Lord of of a, more uh, of a more
0: of a books thing. Yeah, so uh, yeah,
1: Muppet Treasure Island and Lord of the Rings, we've basically reached the peak of Joe's um, cultural uh, kind of uh, uh, you know
0: plateau. So it's good to have you here, Joe.
3: But but what a plateau! You
0: know? But what a plateau! So let's start with Joe. Joe, tell us about your history with this movie. You know, um, uh, just briefly. Just, don't don't well, put us to sleep. I regret this already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh basically, you know, grew up watching Muppet it's basically either this or Muppet's Christmas Carol are the two films I remember watching the most from kind of childhood basically. Stay tuned um, for December twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, go on. <laughs> um so yeah, these were the those were the two kind of movies I remember kind of watching the most from childhood basically. Um obviously there was kind of the Disney stuff thrown in there, but um yeah, um, Muppet's Treasure Island, Muppet's Christmas Carol, and to be honest, I hadn't watched Muppet's Treasure Island for years up until watching it for this, and I can still remember so many quotes from the film. It's it's really really strange. Um, I guess it's just kind of been watched so much as a kid; it's just imprinted on my brain
1: basically. So <laughs> that's that's my experience as well. Of just like this, these are the two films that were just we, well, basically we had them on VHS as is yeah. as is the usual. How did why did you watch this? It's because that's what we had, and we didn't have anything else. Um, it is extremely quotable, though. You know, there's so many like fun little quotes and things. Yeah. so that helps. Just like Muppets Christmas Carol, nothing says a good kids movie um, like an adaptation from a 19th century novel. Like that's <laughs> that's that's solid gold. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ross? Uh, oh, oh, my experience with the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was about
0: to
2: say, what about me? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us just deepest secrets. Yeah, yeah just, just give us a, a life in the day, Ross. Um, no, I, well, I first watched this back, um, uh, it was like one of the last days of school, one, one of those days where your teacher can't be fucked uh, teaching you anything, because what are you going to do, let, take it in? I don't think so. So she popped on a video and it was Muppet's Treasure, uh, Muppets Treasure Island. Uh, absolutely loved it, and I've watched it sporadically since then. Um, it's been a couple of years. I don't watch it as religiously as Joe does, um, but I'm a big fan of uh, this. And like Joe mentioned, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol as well. So yeah, really looking forward to getting into this one.
1: And Dave, you we we made you watch this like a year ago, didn't we, or something? So you you're you are like the jaded cynic in the corner who isn't just going to join us in quoting this film. Uh, I played the fifth on that, Your Honor.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: we're, we're, we're in the United Kingdom, There's, there is no fifth <laughs>
0: time. Um, yeah, <laughs> been uh, extradited to the US <laughs> just, just for this one fifth. conversation. Um, yeah, so I didn't watch this as a kid, uh, again, because um, this wasn't something we had on VHS uh, as we discussed. Like, it was, it was hard in the 90s. Um, you know, I guess if you were a teenager, maybe a blockbuster, but. We were not teenagers. Um, So I just didn't watch these movies. Um, And, um, you know, we're all too young to maybe watch Muppets on TV. Um, So I'm mostly aware of the Muppets from you guys talking about this movie and jokes on Family Guy. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and all of the rampant merchandising, um, I should say. (laughs) You know, just the, the capitalist hellscape in which we live. Um, so I'm familiar mm. with like a lot of the characters, um, but maybe not in 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 terms of what they're actually from. However, I watched this movie last year uh, largely to um, keep up with that one movie Joe is capable of quoting, um, and really enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. So
1: this this is a this comes after Muppet Christmas Carol, which we are absolutely doing next year. We should have done it. Um, This year, that's a a great film. That'll be my next appearance, see you next December. (laughs) (laughs) And I I guess it's like one of those, like for us, the the Muppets was a thing in in the 70s and then there's low, like I've never seen Muppets go do Manhattan or anything like that. Um, I have seen the Muppets movie because I think we put it on by mistake because there is another Muppets movie now.
3: Is that the one with Jason Seagal? Yeah, so we put the
1: original one on um, and then realize that that was not the right one when it when it looks yeah. I think I think I've seen it. I don't know when or why. Um but I not don't good. remember much about it. Not good. So for us, for like kids in the nineties, this is this is basically what the Muppets were. Like ne- never mind your Muppet show, never mind the Muppet movie. Um like getting into these classic tales, which I think is a really good like way to um to, to kick off a kid's movie. I think it like go back to the those those classic stories that are really fun um, mm-hmm. terrifying like tr- Treasure Island is not necessarily a kid's story, it's pretty scary but they manage to turn it around and there's lots of little yeah. references and stuff like that uh,
0: Treasure Island is a terrible idea for a kid's movie it works out quite well I think in this movie but ultimately that's not like a totally fun adventure that's quite a scary getting murdered on an island or getting raped by a bunch of pirates kind of story you know Oh, Jesus, they, yeah. they, they do a
3: really good job of it, though, because, you know, like I can see why they would pick it because, you know, it's got everything that a kid would find exciting. And it's got adventure,
1: it's got pirates, you know. Jokes about Henry one.
0: Kissinger. It's all there, really.
1: <laughs> Jokes yeah. about Henry Kissinger. What on earth is that about? <laughs> what Someone's got a massive
2: hard on for that joke. <laughs> Like just messaging. just because it's just
1: because it's like there's a lot of fourth wall jokes in this movie, right? There's a lot of fourth wall jokes, and it's the Muppets. This is what they do, you know. The, you, you reference it at the start <laughs> Ross with the the two guys, but there's a, so they're they're searching through the bag, of Billy Bones' and stuff, and he pulls out a copies a copy of Diplomacy by Henry Kissinger, and you're like, what the hell? Where did that even come from? Like, who, who did they have a copy on set? Like, why was that in, even in there? You know, it's just bizarre. <laughs> You mean you you don't religiously study your uh,
3: diplomacy by Henry Kissinger books on? No. Only when he's dead. It's also,
1: yeah, it's dead. also our, our regular joke is that whenever like, a He'll celebrity dies, all. you're like, oh, that's a shame. And then the, our, my first th- thought is, yeah, but Henry Kissinger's still alive. Like, his pact with the devil is working out really well for him. He's done, a, he's done good.
3: He's going to outlive us all.
1: He really is. So, how do we want to tackle this movie? This this uh, four cast member movie. Um, I guess. I <laughs> guess. Do you want to talk about the cast first? I guess so. I guess so. Can we start with Kevin Bishop? Um, so I I first knew Kevin Bishop as I think he had a show called the Kevin Bishop Show. He's comedian in the yeah.
0: UK now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what he's been doing. Like recently, but that's I think I kind of knew that he was Kevin Bishop from watching the Kevin Bishop show. Um, in well, I think that was like the mid 2000s or something, was it 2008 maybe? Probably something, something like that, yeah. Kind of like something a sketch show, wasn't it? Like a channel for, yeah. yeah.
3: I, I didn't make the link, and then like it was only when I was like watching, oh, I was I don't know what I was doing, but like maybe I'd wash him up his treasure island or something. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's, it's Kevin Bishop, god.
1: Yeah, not n- still around. Not until you went back, and this is a great example of when you're a kid, you have no idea who anyone is, and what anything is happening. Like that's just Jim Hawkins. That's all the thing you. That's all the, the you know you knew him as, and then you go back as an adult and be like, wow, that's that guy from that Channel Four sketch comedy show doing sing- singing. What that's really weird. By the way, you were spot on with 2008 for the Kevin Bishop show. Oh, so well I am amazing. amazing. Wow, well, I wouldn't go that far. What? Dude, what, no, the show what do wasn't we? Amazing. Uh, no, no. What do we think of Kevin Bishop? What do you think of this guy? This this kid's performance? Uh, uh
2: it's, it's, so-so. It's, like, like it's it's, I wasn't blown away by it. Like, but he's a kid. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, yeah. I'm not expecting fucking Shakespeare.
3: Because yeah.
0: it's Muppets. <laughs> like, it's like,
2: singing it. is not great.
3: There's a
0: reason for that. Um, because um, this is my big bugbear with this is that like, um, there's two things here. Number one. Is that that the very having a child in this at all was a studio note? Um, oh, really? The executives were like, because the initial um, the initial pitch for this, and you guys are the Muppet Heads. Um, that's your collective name from now on. Um, you guys are the Muppet yeah. Heads, but like, um, take it. The initial pitch for this was that um, Rizzo and uh, the other one, Gonzo, um, were going to be called Jim and Hawkins, respectively, and and they they would. <laughs> together comprised the Jim Hawkins character um and basically the studio was like oh no no we need it we need a kid in this to you know to so kids can watch it and yeah kids could never enjoy puppets doing things that's obviously a bridge too far um so so Kevin Bishop's role was created because the studio said there's there's no way we're funding this unless there's a a human person (laughs) Who's the main character?
3: Which is entirely odd, given that Muppets Christmas Carol has no children.
0: Well, yeah. I was about to ask, what year did that come out? Because surely that was if first, was it?
1: Ninety-two. Yeah, I think,
0: um, yeah. Sorry, this is yeah. the fifth surely... Muppets movie, I think. So that that would have been the fourth one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Because it kind of, i think it really works in in A Christmas Carol. <laughs> However, I guess they're like the narrator; they're framing it for the audience. Yeah, and you probably say the protagonist. Obviously, well, it is it is. Um, it's uh, Michael Caine, isn't it? So Michael
3: Caine. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I kind of it, it does stick out a little bit, and I think that it's a shame that I think that they put so much on Kevin Bishop to like he's got to do. Firstly, he's got to do the singing, which I think it's not great, but he's kind of
0: doing like soprano. This is thing. the worst part of the movie for me. Um, I'm going to be the the cynic here, and I did I do like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun but I think Kevin Bishop's character is fine. I think, you know, because he's essentially Jim Hawkins from the book, there's very little changed in terms of that. Um, But whenever they have a a musical number, I'm like, get this kid out of here. He can't sing. He's (laughs) bad at singing. And there's again, there's a a trivia reason for this, and it's that Kevin Bishop, while we were filming this, uh, went through puberty, so his voice kept breaking. So the, the audio they had to end up using... For the songs was basically like test audio they'd already done when he first oh. when he first signed up for the role, which is why it's so bad, and and that's what really like, but because he was going through puberty, they didn't have time to wait until he had come out of the other side to re-record the singing.
1: Come if that out the other
0: side. Do you know what I mean? Because like you you all come out the other side. We're all men here. We've all been through puberty, and like you know, for about three years, presumably you know your voice is just an unreliable thing. You, you know what I mean? It's not, could, you know, yeah. exactly for like years on end. So there, there was a lot, that's the reason, but it's also, that's amazing, like just it? dub it, just fucking get someone who can sing, get another kid, keep mm-hmm. Kevin Bishop, but get another kid to do the singing yeah. and i believe that's him singing. Great, no problem. Es- especially
1: when, especially when I think like the opening of this film is really good when you've got the, the kind of mu- the musical montage of them on the island. Um, the 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 what's the name? His name Joe, the original captain. Uh, captain Flint. Flint. Captain Flint is taking Is you know he's burying the treasure and then he kills them all, and that's like amazing. Like, it's such a strong open to the movie. There's the Billy Conley narration. The little bit of Billy Conley narrating as well. Yeah, and so you've kind of got that little bit at the start, haven't you? Of like, I think a really strong open to the movie. And then, mm. and then you get to the Kevin Bishop song, but and you're like, oh, okay, we're, it's, we're slowing <sighs> down now. Ouch! <laughs>
0: it's a but, real, but I, it's a I, real weakness of this movie, and I just, like every time I've watched it, I've seen this. I must have seen this movie three times since we I first sat down and watched it, and honestly, every time I'm like, oh god, god, fucking <laughs> Almighty, can we get through this song? And every other is song this is our fine. First musical? It's just him singing. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think we've done anything think, particularly
1: singy before. No, and I generally, generally, I really like when I'm watching a musical. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's just can we just fast forward this song? Can we fast <laughs> forward this song? Can we just oh, it's, oh, and then and then you think, oh, great, brilliant. We've we've got out the songs. We it, we into a nice bit with his actual characters, and then just you go, oh no, another song. That's it. We're gonna have another song about brushing our teeth or some inane fucking thing. <laughs> Counting uh, Yeah And it's And I think El nombre <laughs> It's actually
2: odd Because that used to be My approach to any sort of Like Disney musical sort of thing Like oh watching it Oh this is great Brilliant Like Aladdin or Hercules When I was younger was like brilliant brilliant and Then the music comes on Oh god okay Just get through it
0: Song 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 yeah. And we're back into the regular programme yeah. It's like reading talk, Tolkien, isn't it? Like it's all grand until till there's a song, and you're like, "For oh, fuck's sake, skip, oh, yeah. skip, eight pages Tolkien Tolkien front and back." Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that <laughs> says and, and more think, about us than it does about um, musicals and songs in things yeah. generally.
1: But what I was going to say is, like, I think actually this this is pretty well paced for the mu- for the songs, not necessarily the pacing of the movie. Which I think there is problems with. But the actual pacing of the songs, like it's not too many. In you yeah. could get rid of one maybe, but as you go through, and so in the first bit when we got Ke- Kevin Bishop singing, it's like I quite like it as a song. I think it's a really well written song. Actually, it's kind of rousing, and there's lots of funny bits in there with the um, with the, the the Muppets doing their doing their thing. And it's I just think yeah, it's a shame. And let's let's not rag on Kevin Bishop Bishop anymore. But I think Can it's a shame know. that he's. He's fine. Let's, we don't
0: need to worry about Kevin Bishop. We can make fun of this movie he made in 1996, just like we'd make fun of yeah. anybody else. Hey, we
1: might hurt his feelings.
0: So what about Billy Connolly then? Because this is like, I just fucking love this.
1: I have, I have no objectivity at all. Joe like said earlier,
0: is. he said, oh, Billy Connolly looks really young in this, whereas I thought Billy Connolly still looks really old in that, um, which is a funny sort of thing. I guess a reflection of how long Billy Connolly's, Conno- Connolly has been. <laughs> A star. It's
3: maybe because I've seen like um he's he's just been on T V again, like he's done a uh documentary basically about his life and things and I've kind of since I haven't seen the actual documentary but I've seen pictures of him and my god he looks old. Compared to this, he, he looks <laughs> He looks old.
1: <laughs> so he played, he plays Billy Bones, which is the Billy Bones. He has. Billy <laughs> Bones. <laughs> he has so many He has so many good lines in this. So, so many good lines. And slightly <clears throat> like later on, um there's a bit where he's just shouting for rum, "Give me rum!" and he's and he's got this cutlass and he just smashes a, a a rum an empty rum bottle, and the whole thing is just like it's just pitch perfect. Don't go giving
3: him it. any more rum. How does she bloody do that?
1: <laughs> There's so many good lines. I just think he's a good um, he's a good like character, uh, a good actor in the movie <clears throat> for the parents who are like, "Oh Christ, here we go, another fucking kids." Movie. The great thing is though, he's only in like three scenes. Exactly. Yeah, that's the that's so shame. It, it is a shame, but it, I think he's there as like, oh, look, it's that guy. It's it's Billy Connolly. We know. We, we, that, it's for the parents to notice and say, oh, okay, so maybe this movie mm-hmm. is for me. Maybe I'm going to find something interesting to watch because this is a kids' movie, and it's. I think it's primarily a kids' movie with like adult add-ons rather than necessarily the other way around.
0: Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think this is um, one of those things that maybe a, a lot of this, a lot of these jokes would go over the head of a child. So we have that in segment, don't we? So that's kind of like our. We have the opening with Captain Flint, which is just a big musical number, really, and sort of serves as our scene setting. So it sort of tells. Aren't, you aren't the, we
2: going through the cast? I thought we. Were, yeah, we were
3: doing. Oh, the well, cast. let's go
0: through the cast then. Ignore me. I'll host, what I, do. Apparently, yeah. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> so, so there's um, obviously there's um, also in the first few scenes. The other one we get uh, introduced to is Mrs. Bluebridge, um which who's played by Jennifer Saunders. Yeah, uh, interestingly, another nineteen. Which I hadn't actually made that link until I rewatched it today, and I was like, oh god, yeah, Jennifer Saunders is in this. Same here, didn't know. I think my she, she, I think
0: my note read something like, oh, it's French and Saunders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's one of them.
1: It's one of them. It, it, it's hard to it's hard to recognise though, isn't it? Because the make like it the is. makeup is 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 quite extreme, but also she's got this bodysuit on. And she's got like the most giant ass. Thing. It, like, <laughs> it's like protrudes about four feet back. A lot of it. junk in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And and she's, 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 uh, obviously that's. Is she in the book? Is there, a, is there a. I can't remember. Uh,
0: sort of. There is a woman who runs the. Um.
1: But she's the wife, isn't she, of the. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, she she's in. She, she's kind of like the. You know, telling the boys off, and um, but also quite motherly and looking after them a little bit when the pirates turn up. And there's a great one of my favorite bits with her is when the 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 pirates are, bang, are kind of banging on the door, and she has this look on her face like, "Oh, you you bastards!" And then <laughs> and then she opens the door, and she does like this like belly flop thing where she just kind of pushes her belly out and knocks them all over. Oh, and yeah. whoever whoever made the decision to put a bowl, uh, bowling noise uh, like you know hitting <laughs> a kind of strike. The foley on that. Whoever made that decision deserves a raise because it's just amazing. It's like as she um, as she knocks them over. It's just it's so funny. It makes me laugh. Um, so yeah, and then
3: the other main, uh, the other big cast. star, um, probably for me, the M- MVP has
1: to be um, Tim Curry.
0: I mm. love Tim Curry. He's Tim Curry stuck. is this movie, isn't he? <laughs> yes. He makes it. He makes it.
1: Yep.
3: So 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 good. He's
0: he's kind of like I guess there's, you know, you've got uh, Kevin Bishop who's you know ten years old, no, fifteen, sorry, maybe, and and you know he's doing the best he can and things, but Tim Curry is a a really good accomplished actor who knows he's in a silly Muppets movie, and he is chewing scenery, he is overacting like he's in a bloody Panto, he is throwing his head back and laughing at multiple times in this yeah. movie, hmm. and hmm. I think it's just like. The fun he's having doing this role really, like, just makes him such a delight to watch.
2: Yeah, you have fun watching him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. What do we think of Tim Curry generally? Then what's our what's our consensus? Because for me, he's not an actor that I have seen a lot in. Obviously, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um,
2: the only other thing then, I've seen him in is a Scary Movie Two. But like, I know of him.
0: Uh, but like, yeah, he's
3: in an episode of Psych.
0: He is. Home uh, Alone Two. He was also in Clue. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. Um, Do he's you really think it's in... unfair? Do you think? Tell me, go on. Um He's really good in Clue, and again, it's like another really high energy performance where he's doing a lot of like heavy lifting and getting a lot of you know dialogue out and stuff like that. Um, I think maybe it's just uh, he's not he's not like a, a a classic movie star in that sense. You know, no. He's not like, oh, and Tim Curry presents, you know, Robin Hood, and yeah. Tim Curry playing Robin. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not a Jared. He's in a, type. he's in
3: a lot of things, but I guess you just don't really like remember it or recognize him, sort of thing. He's one of those kind of. I think he's in do,
1: it. Do you think he'd be annoyed if we said that Muppet, other than maybe Rocker Harpits show, which is really defining? But do you think he'd be annoyed if we said that this is like
0: his best movie? Do you no, think he would find that offensive. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, scary movie too man I depends
2: how much he got paid Sam to be honest <laughs> if he was happy
0: because I, I would
3: I would I would say there's a case to be made that it's the one he probably enjoyed the most that like,
0: seems to be the 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 thought I think he's been quoted as saying it was his this is his favorite movie that he ever made and and it was yeah. his favorite favorite performance of his I think just because like it's a Muppets movie so he can be as silly as he likes and you know that's where he lives mm-hmm. you know that's where Tim Curry lives is being really like really silly and really high energy and really um,
1: boy does it come across really
0: weird he's really weird in this movie in, in a really good way
1: <laughs> he um I, I i yeah i think he's like the heart and soul of it isn't he and his introduction as well where he's the cook yeah. and he's kind of like you know you, you know who he is immediately because he's just got this presence uh, and he, even as a kid not obviously reading the um, reading the book and all that like you think of this guy is, don't fuck with this guy this guy is gonna is gonna mess things up.
0: <laughs> Are the '90s where all disabled people were villains? <laughs>
1: yeah, that is a bit. So, so we've we've kind of skipped ahead a little bit. So we've, you know, they, they, they the boys escape the um, inn with a, the raid of the pirates. They meet um, Trelawney, who gets into the ship, and then they go onto the ship, and there's this like really weird scene. Now, they have been warned by Billy Bones that there's a guy with one leg. So that's kind of what they're reacting beware, to. Beware, beware the, the man, man with, with one, one leg. leg. Yeah. 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 However, it does kind of feel like they're going, oh, look at that guy. He's only got one leg. Gross. That, <laughs> <laughs> the reaction is very strong. Uh, and it does feel a little bit like a um, kind of disabledist uh, yeah. <laughs> reaction to this, this guy who, you know, lo- he'd lost a leg for, for the king and country and all that stuff um but his his whole his whole like role i think is really is really well built up him being the ship's cook and then he you know the bit where he comes in with the brandy obviously trying to kind of you know sow a little bit of doubt among jim and all that is just from bookfast abbey remember <laughs> so this is um what have we had then is this our second musical number then when we've reached the we've reached the ship and do we want to go back and talk about um some of the Muppets characters Cause this is Is that pretty much the human cast? Um, I
3: think that's pretty much.
1: Yeah, there's like that, some, there's some, amazing.
0: there's, some, you, uh, there's some, extras here. Well, not extras, maybe, but like yeah. some pirates. You don't really have any lines that we see later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- those yeah. are our only speaking human roles, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. The um, the 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 kind of is it Tre- so Trelawney is played played by uh, <laughs> is performed. How does this work? What's what's the parlance for that? Um, I'll Beformed be honest guys, by. I
0: know I know four Muppets. Um we'll go with we'll Kermit, go with we'll go with played Miss Piggy, by uh Rizzo and Gonzo and two of those are from and the this eagle. movie. Hey? <laughs> the Eagle guy. Eddie the Eagle? Ah, dude, yeah. I don't even know. i j I'm just so out of like the Muppets um fandom I just I just don't well, know. I don't even know what the characters are called. It's Fozzie. so Fozzie plays Trelawney
1: and that's the one with Mr yeah. Mr Bumbo Bimbo. Bimbo, Mister Bimbo, Bimbo, in his finger. <laughs> so um, uh, Trelawney and that's a character in the book, isn't it? And he's yes. he's like the financier of this, uh, and the, the But
3: it's not actually. It's not like Squire Trelawney himself. It's Squire Trelawney's half-wit son. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is like a, is is, a, is a, this
0: movie. That's a good way to do this. Actually, let's maybe like compare where they sort of diverge and stick to the original. Source material, that's that's like a nice kind of easy way. Um, so yeah, so this is like a Muppets joke, but in the book, it's it's just Trelawney, isn't it?
3: Trelawney himself, because yeah, they, they go up to the door of this um shipbuilders uh, with the map and they ask to see Squire Trelawney. And the guy at the door kind of comes and said, Oh no, he's away for the grouse season somewhere, I think he I says. Think we'll be back on the feast of Saint Lulu, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they turn away like really disappointed and he goes of course he's half son um, half-wit what does he call him half yes. son
0: uh, squire yeah,
3: yeah something like that it's, yeah. yeah squire but it's, it's a funny bit
0: because it kind of like sets up the character yeah. and, you get, and they get a funny line later on where um, and he is a half-wit exactly as well. um, and yeah. he knows he is as well <laughs> and I think he refers to himself as such because he says oh I'll finance it and they go oh really he goes yeah what are half sons for yeah. <laughs>
1: The big blue wet thing. The big blue wet thing. And then, I guess, uh, Kermit the Frog as as the Captain um, ca- Captain Smollett. I'm not
0: really into Kermit mm. in this movie. Um, and again, no. like, this is my only exposure it's, to the Muppets. So, it's a weird um, choice. I'm just maybe not into Kermit generally. Like what's going on there? He doesn't really get a lot why'd to you say do, it's weird... really. No. Um, no Why would you say it's a weird choice?
3: I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel... Right to be honest, for Kermit. I mean, it's difficult because obviously Kermit is like the Muppets. He's like the face of the Muppets. So you have to give him like a leading role almost. So it's kind of difficult. If he's not going to be Jim, and he's obviously Gonzo and Rizzo are doing the kind of the other main two, then who else would you give him? If you don't give him, um, if you don't give him the captain, you know which other character would you have? But it it doesn't really fit. There isn't, you know, there's not really any other character you could have him as that would fit. Ben Gunn would be my pick. uh,
2: Else, no, I, I think I think Joe's exa- exactly right because Kermit has to have that sort of that somewhat sort of like respectable role, and also mm-hmm. usually if there's a some sort of love interest in it, it's going to go to Kermit. So if you look at this obviously, and it's always going to be Miss Piggy, then he it is, is a the love interest. Muppet. He's listen, I'm not going to lie, the guy's a
1: good-looking frog. <laughs> <laughs> he also has um, he also has lots of leverage with the studio, you know. So he's going to get that Being, main role. <laughs> Don't fuck with him. I mean, he's set up to,
2: in, you know, to inherit the the Muppets kingdom. Absolutely. He is
1: yeah. he is the Robert Downey Jr. of the of we, Muppets. For let's, sure. let's be
3: honest, he's he's unionized. Do you you, know, you want to get his non um, unionized Mexican equivalent
1: if you wanted something cheaper, you know. Do you want to end up like Waldorf on the front of the fucking ship? All <laughs> right, P- pipe down. <laughs> uh, the. Um, yeah, I don't really like. Uh, no, I don't. I don't dislike it. I guess for me, the only other performance, the only the character you could have had him in is Long John Silver, but you'd mm-hmm. have to like substantially twist the story a little bit to make him a bit more
0: redeemable.
3: Yeah, because I, I don't think you could really have Kermit as being like the evil one or the the
0: enemy almost. No, no. But I mean, but it's a good. My only um, my only comment would be that um, because in this movie, and we'll get to it when we get to it, I suppose, but Miss Piggy plays. Um, Benjamin Gunn, who's the the, the uh, marooned sailor on the island, um, mm-hmm. and that, I guess that's the only other character from the book that you could maybe have had be Kermit, um, as as he but kind the of problem like is, helps I guess them out you later on.
3: Yeah, the problem is that you don't meet that character till over an hour into the movie. Yeah, and of course he's so contractually you, obliged
0: you, to be in at least three quarters of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ben Gunn was a
1: was a was a man, wasn't it in um, in the book? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So like
0: they've twisted that. There bit are a bit to, to... no women in that book. <laughs> I was going to say. No. <laughs> I think they, they get, have to really, really. I think there's one. I think um, what do we call it? Hawkins' mum is in the books briefly, but I think that's the only woman in the book. And otherwise, you telling me
3: that bug face baby eating O'Brien isn't a real character from the book.
1: <laughs> uh, the other bits I like are um Rizzo. I like I like Rizzo's thing in this. It's also fun how Rizzo and Gonzo always play themselves. <laughs> yeah. And like, I like I like the I'm
3: bit where they talk about like no he, he says he's a rat and um they talk about it as well like he's the rat and then they like look at Gonzo and he's a or whatever, yeah. Like, whatever. You know, they don't know obviously what Gonzo is. He's just like something. <laughs> There's, a, they cup- time's There's
0: a couple of jokes of that in this that I thought were really funny. Because um, is Gonzo a thing? Is he or is he just a muppet? I think he's just a muppet. Yeah, that's just yeah, the
2: joke. Yeah, Joe was going through this. <sighs>
0: yeah, I don't think he's.
1: I don't think he's anything. Um, he's possibly a a, a a a frackle. You know the a fraggle? Like, yeah. You mean a, fra- a
0: fraggle. No, a
1: frackle. It's different. It's
0: different. Um, (laughs) I'm so far beyond my realm of comfortable talking about stuff. Well, so am I, to be honest. (laughs) I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. There's like this is like a characterisation of a frackle. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But he's kind of not really a. He's not really a creature that you would recognise as as being from this world. Um, But gone Rizzo though. Rizzo, I think, has the best like B plot of this movie, which is him setting up like a, a cruise ship for other rats who join <laughs> oh, yeah who who along and basically like view this whole thing this whole the events of the movie as like entertainment um yep. you know sitting there drinking their margaritas while everyone's going mad and then um, at the end just swimming around as the the treasure drops to the bottom of the ocean so it's a it's a fun
0: little like uh, bit that you you kind of bring in and it's out it's a weird um, bit day. i really appreciate it because it's just such a non sequitur of a joke that like we have a musical number and then suddenly we pan to all these rats like dancing together. And, you know, there's a couple of rats who are getting off with each other on the stairs. And, <laughs> and like, meanwhile, there's a scene going on with our main characters, like in the background of this shot of all these rats. And like, I just, I just really enjoy how that's just, and it's never, you know what I mean, they never interconnect. These stories never interconnect. They're just kind of like nope. happening at the same time, um, which mm-hmm. is fun.
3: I must say the the other ones that I really enjoy the, the other poem I really like Waldorf and Statler in this the barely in it but just on the front of the ship it, like is the figurehead basically of the ship but like I
1: think it's great. Um, it's it's always good to, I guess they're like again you know because these muppets have so much bargaining power, they they have to be in the movie somewhere, don't they? So it's kind of yeah. it's fun to see them creatively add in these characters like Miss Piggy, as Ben and Benjamin are gone, um uh, you know Waldorf and. Um, What's his face is, is good Lord as well. And Statler. Statler, yeah. Like, there's quite a few different ones. Even, even, and they they make reference to this later on, where they talk about the the Swedish chef, and he's cooking <laughs> for the pigs, and then <laughs> yep. the fruit in front of them say, "Oh, how else will we gonna get him in this movie?" <laughs> which yep. is, which is a nice <laughs> little thing of like
0: there's some yes. cool force wall is, stuff in this. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. It's really, it's, it's really fun. But that's like a Muppets thing, though, isn't it? Like that fourth wall is sort of they're aware of what they're doing thing.
3: Yeah, it allows that freedom mm. to kind of mess around because people mm-hmm. know that
1: it is just like a, a jokey thing. So, And it's kind of for like the parents as well, you know. And yeah. and I guess me and Ross, speaking as fathers, no, can, attest Dadcast. <laughs> can attest to... Dad cast. Can attest to when you're watching a shitty kids movie, when they throw you a bone of like, here's an adult joke. You're like, oh, thank God, I can get through this for another ten minutes until they give me another one. Like it's because yeah. there's so much shit you end up watching that has absolutely no adult merit whatsoever. So it's not, like, not even the the use
2: amount of shit, protection, kids. The, you
0: heard it here first. Yeah, just,
1: <laughs> this is the the biggest,
2: the most effective contraceptive ad you'll ever get.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, and congratulations
2: to Sam. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, number two <laughs> on the
1: way. Uh, we we we've we've kind of missed a probably not worth remarking. up. there's another song here where they're kind of <laughs> setting off for sale We we do get a really nice solo from Tim Curry though, just well, to kind of really,
0: really lean on the Tim Curry cast. Have we skipped entirely the um, the roll call bit?
3: But we have skipped the because I wanted oh, to talk well, let's, about let's that because
0: there's some of my favourite jokes in the entire film are in that bit. <laughs> yeah, the roll call is great. Um, and this is kind of like a this is another wonderful thing where like, you know, this this roll call scene is obviously not in the book, but it's kind of like revealing the big reveal in the book, which is that most of the crew of the ship are pirates. You know, and that's kind of like <laughs> something that they share. So you have Kermit the Frog reading the roll call. Is it him reading, or is it the like? Uh... No, it's, uh, no, it's first, uh, first. It's major. Sam Eagleman. Yeah. Can, I, can I read some of the names? Can I read some of the names? Yes, so, of course.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. So we got Long John Silver, and then Short Snack Stevens, um, One Eyed Jack, Black Eyed Pea, <laughs> Wall-eyed Pike, Mad Monty, Sweetums, <laughs> Old Tom, Real Tom, Dead Tom, <laughs> Foolish Morgan. Dead
0: Tom is on it. I've Probably got the biggest laugh out. Out of me when the first time I watched this.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> the just skeleton. Great. The headless yeah. one's always funny as well. This is the headless one, isn't there?
0: The...
1: Yeah, headless Bill, and then and then there's big, big fat ugly bug baby eating of Ryan, and there's really a really attractive
0: very... woman with a deep voice goes,
1: "Aye." Yeah, <laughs> and then Adrian Marie when this like grotesque, <laughs> disgusting muppet goes, "Aye." aye.
3: Sweetums is the big, huge, fucking hulking one behind them as well. Remember yeah. Sweetums? He's the huge thing. Oh yeah, the
1: furry guy. I yeah. just, I can really imagine them all like workshopping these names, and they're like, uh, <laughs> "Old Tom," and then "Real Tom," then "Dead Tom." Like that whole thing is is super, super fun. It's kind of and like this that is where we get, like, thing,
0: isn't it? It's like you know, let's have something that's not funny, something that's not funny, and then yeah, kind of like in that list, the the third thing has to be funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It works really well. It works really well. Um, yeah, the roll call is like one of those, and I think probably the best joke in the movie is the um, is, the, is the, the big fat ugly bug faced baby singer Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's the line. Just a it's say. the line reading of it.
0: The inflection of this Muppet saying in a really quizzical voice, followed by everybody, all the Muppets, obviously, yeah. like turning big and fat, looking ugly, and like looking baby at each Eagle other.
3: I, it just kind of goes could I see all of the officers in my cabin please yes.
2: <laughs> where did you get this crew
1: it's a good it's a good bit isn't it? it's a good bit I can, it's like it's one of those again fairly self-aware moments of the movie <laughs> where they know what they're doing you know, to try and get that joke. Yeah. um so we have the we have the I, I don't probably least memorable song of the movie and then we get to what I think is the end of the first act Um. once they leave the port and we're mm-hmm. we're into the I what I would call a, a a very sodden, spongy
0: um middle middle part of this movie. Yeah, the
1: middle's not great. Yeah.
0: In How is a movie that's a hundred minutes long how does a movie that's a hundred minutes long suffer from such a sag in the middle? It's weird, isn't it? It's
1: weird. I was trying to like think about why this is why why it is um you know we'll- where where, did, where 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 have they gone wrong that's what I want to know and I don't necessarily know I'm not sure I can figure out My I think suspicion they just didn't have a good idea
3: for what to put in the middle I guess it's difficult when they're just on a ship basically sailing, it's like how do you make that entertaining, you know well like, they, do to, the song, the they? they do the song don't they they do the song where they're where yeah. it's,
1: um, Cabin it's Cabin Fever I've got Cabin, Cabin fever, fever, yeah which I like as a song, I just think I kind of if I was if I was an editor and I was you know maybe they spent loads of money on the on the whole puppetry and like thing you know shooting that um, which they obviously did but maybe I'd be like could we get rid of that one could we maybe take five minutes off this movie let's have them sailing Mm. for as little as possible because let's get to the action which is the island it's um, Mm. uh, Long John Silver you know uh, the the
3: turn. Turns out that he is evil, yeah, um, and he's trying to steal the map for himself because they were
1: part of Flint's crew. Basically, is that the first so time, time we've mentioned that.
0: the map? Just, <laughs> I just want to say. No, I mentioned it. Oh, I, right, okay. I apologise.
1: Continue. Uh the in the movie, it's fine. So, but and I think maybe that's where like maybe get rid of that song and you could just tighten things up because it is like it's a fun song, but it's not it's not necessarily incredible, and it comes fairly shortly after the. Um, the, Sailing for adventure, one. Yeah, yeah, and and you could also maybe then focus a little bit on on some of the mutiny stuff, you know, and then and and, mm-hmm. and Tim Curry plotting and Jim figuring it out and all this stuff, which, again, itself drags, just by the nature of it being so close to the, the the, 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 the other song. So I I would like to just take a break, an intermission, if you will, from this um, story. Just talk a little bit about like where this sits in the Muppet um, pantheon. And
0: and I and a, I would like, a, like to con- um, uh, excuse myself from this conversation as I've never ever consumed any other Muppet media.
1: Well, no, you don't need to. You don't need to because because Muppets Make Manhattan, which is the third movie, right? So we agree that this is the fifth movie. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So Muppets Make Manhattan budget eight million, made twenty five million in nineteen eighty four. So good, good money. And then we have a real like kind of drought of of Muppets movies. There's a little bit more on television, but it's kind of like this is the period where I think Henson is doing his Henson thing and and not really um, not really pushing forward the Muppets. And in '89, Michael Eisner of uh, the Walt Disney Company, he basically tried to acquire um, the Henson Company and the Muppets. And there were like it was something ridiculous, like one hundred and fifty million that they were he was willing to offer, because the Muppets has been one of those like standout classic, reliable um, IPs that just keeps coming back, and that is what's yeah. amazing. Like my my son watches Muppet Babies on Disney Plus, which is basically the Muppets as babies, solving problems and you know like being making friends and stuff. Green light. Gre- totally, totally. So then. Henson says no to this he says no to 150 million and then dies a year later um, so he dies in 1990 and you kind of left with uh, like what's going to happen to the muppets end because he was such a massive massive part of the the world the dynasty you know like Jim Henson is just synonymous with the muppets and i guess i guess from there you you've got this like real gap until um this movie, which is directed by um Brighton Henson, his son. So you kind of get like them trying to carry on. But what's really interesting is that this was a, a kind of co production with the Disney um company. So they they'd they'd really like made an agreement to work together, but not necessarily to be bought until that's what happened I think in two thousand four for seventy five million dollars. So he had taken that first offer Exactly, and that's that's mm. 150 million in 1989 as well. And this D- is 2004. Disney's gonna own you. You may as well make some money out of it. You may as well. So it's it's just kind Disney of funny. Like us. you've got you've got Christmas Carol, which was a Disney again another um, co-produced movie that Disney were making rides. Um, they made rides even before they'd agree. They'd made an agreement with um, the Jim Henson Company. They just started making them because that's how fucking confident Disney are. And then you've got these two movies which probably for us, as we mentioned already, like kicked off um the, the, the Muppets revival. Has anyone seen Muppets from Space?
0: I haven't though, no. I'm just no. kinda Yeah, it's it's not one I that would I've say seen. From my standalone Paul Hogan's in it though. From my standalone research um this movie wasn't a Christmas Carol's a bit different because that was quite well regarded in Made quite a lot of money. But I don't think this movie, *Muppets Treasure Island*, it's not particularly. This made three million dollars. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't profitable, and it and it wasn't really well liked. Which is probably why we all, you know, you all had the video of it, and yeah. why it was on TV yeah. all the time. Because, as we said yep. before, this is why we always do such crap movies for the podcast. Is because that's what's free. Because if it's <laughs> shit, no one has a vested interest in making any more money off it.
2: Well, there's there's a there's like a Venn diagram is there, yeah. isn't there? You know, of like what's what's good and what's old and what's free, and there's a small <laughs> segment in there with all
1: three. And we never and, and we
2: ignore those and then go for the free and crap ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we we, we we sit on the very very edges of that. We know exactly where we are. <laughs> Absolutely, don't we? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So so it's kind so, of odd, really, because I think that maybe you know this is a, I this is a really fun movie, but ultimately not. You know, an earth-shattering success.
1: No, Um, I think *Christmas Carol* made like 27 million. This is probably all US only, but 27 million on a 12 million budget. This, this cost 31 million dollars,
0: (laughs) and only only made 34. 34, I think, domestically in the US, though. So it's hard to know what it did internationally. Yeah, so but you
1: you may may be talking 50, maybe 60. Yeah, Um, so like, but it's okay, money. It's
2: puppets. Fucking hell, give him a break. It's puppets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, are you defending the movie or are you suggesting that you should make more?
2: No, I'm defending the movie. Jesus Christ. Like, oh, it only made, like, we're we're ballparking, what, 50, 60 million? Uh, it's well, hard to know, lose, but probably... World, worldwide, let's say conservatively, 60 million. They almost doubled then the returns. It's puppets. Hey, hey, I love <laughs> it's, puppets, it's, Ross. It's, it's fucking, you know, glorified
0: socks on string. Give Some of <laughs> these aren't even glorified. Some of these are socks on string.
2: Yeah. So, lay off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. It, Leave I guess in comparison
3: alone. to. I guess in comparison someone to someone think of the Christmas Muppets? Carol, it didn't quite do as well. But yeah, yeah I just I just wanted to uh, say when we were talk, while
0: we were talking about it, because Sam was saying about this revitalising, and I, I think that I think it's important that they made it because it's then like, well, then what else can we do with these characters? You know. Um...
1: Mm -hmm. So this only made, I think, from what I can tell, worldwide gross, it only made 34 million box office. I'm not sure it was even released outside (gasps) of America. Ouch. From what I can tell. It's the sixth most profitable um, puppet movie ever. What's number one? The Muppets. The the Muppets 2011. Um, That's dreadful. Muppets Most Wanted, 2014. Muppet Movie 79, so that's held up well. And then number four, Team America. So that's America. You know, fuck yeah! We should do that movie one Minute, day. It? Oh, we should definitely do that one. Let's 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 return to the movie. Everyone, <laughs> sit down again. You've Aww. had your intermission, <laughs> and let's get to the off. meat. Let's
0: yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's like in the movie, it's too late to save the podcast, but we must go on. <laughs> let's get to let's get to the meat of the movie. This is where I think we. Um, you say you the know, meat of the long, movie, Sam. I. We had get to the island, don't we? Which is kind of like a, a final act. To be fair, this is this is the
3: piece de resistance of Tim Curry, though. So it, you
0: don't even know what I'm going to say, Dave. This is the meat. This is the beautiful, beautiful moment but in the in, film. in my role as as the Christ. cynic, um, as the clairvoyant. This, this Miss Piggy fucking stuff needs to get out of here, and I mean <laughs> yeah. that in every way possible for that sentence. <laughs> Can we can we come back to the criticism? We can, can. We just not come revel? back to the criticism. I, I
1: retract with my you. criticism. Hell. I'm with you, right? But I just me and Joe, we need, to, and maybe Ross as well. But this 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 song, as not only like not only is it a a song from my childhood, but it's one of those songs that I like find myself singing, and I don't I even know his, why. I was humming it during Dylan's bath time. <laughs> yes. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Tim Curry himself, um, <laughs> like you know, he, he like <laughs> this is him at his peak as well. He even says it like, "Upstage lads, this is my only number." <laughs> this is my only like, number. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah. So this is the this is the um, when you're a professional pirate song. Um, you don't have to wear a suit. That's easy. exactly, just, like, and I go for Doc Which is just like it's just so good. It's so so well written. The music is like stirring and evocative and it gets you Mm -hmm. gets you excited and i think what what i like about actually just in terms of like where it fits in the film it really really adds to the moment because he's trying to convince jim to join the pirates to Mm. you know to throw it all in so he's not you know not being the good guy anymore join the pirates and and you get this like this great choice that he has to make um and honestly who could say no to tim curry
0: Exactly. this. Certainly not me bit. He's, certainly not you and certainly not Miss Piggy Certainly not Miss Piggy So let's have a round of
1: applause quietly for Tim Curry singing this song. I think it's just
0: He's doing a really good job. It's a wonder um, the, puppets, the puppetry in this scene is also really excellent. I think probably some of the best in the whole movie um, Just mm-hmm. from a technical mm-hmm. point of view I think it's you know, to do to all be going on around Tim Curry and it's not it's not static, it's not Tim Curry stood still, he is leaping around and jumping and throwing things and you know, and the puppetry's going on around him and I can only imagine that was twenty eight million dollars of the budget on just this you know, just getting this scene <laughs> right, it took them six years. Um <laughs> but like also from a plot from a from a plot structure point of view, this song takes place at the perfect time. It's not expositional, this song is not you know, it's not telling you things that you need to know in the final act what it is is serving as like an important emotional like pivot point for for Jim yeah. where yeah. you know where it kind of exemplifies all the, all, the, all the points about Long John Silver that we the audience like because he is fun because he is silly because you know it's that honesty about being a pirate that kind of like oh yeah actually maybe being a pirate will be really fun and like so you the audience and obviously children as well you know, you think, oh, actually, yeah, this is an interesting offer, and and it's not. Oh, do you want to be a pirate? We'll go murder some Ooh. people. You know, it's actually <laughs> carries says, some emotional weight to it.
1: Yeah, totally. And to 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 point your point, he says, "Do you really think the captain and squire plan to share the treasure with the likes of us? You know, and we being the rightful owners, think own crew, shed our blood to get it here. Join us, lads." And it's like, it's a really good point, and I think it's it's kind of you know it goes to to Jim Hawkins' virtue, doesn't it? That he says no. Um, and they take the cops anyway. So, should have joined them. Yeah, have joined the cool pirates. Yeah, yeah. When
2: um, you're a professional pirate. It's such a fantastic shanty as well. Yeah.
1: You know really like, is. for that song, just having a proper, like, sea shanty. It's brilliant. Yeah. Just like Christmas Carol, I think the songs are probably the strongest elements of this movie um, mm. when they're on screen. Like, there's just nothing as good. You know, the, the one... Um, the one in christmas carol where does it feel like christmas or oh, that one is just great it's in the singing of the street corner choir yeah exactly oh let's just let's just do a christmas carol podcast joe we can just talk about that movie Tw- 25 exactly. episodes in 11
2: months yeah. brilliant
1: <laughs> um all right dave bring us back down to earth knock us down so, destroy our <laughs> love of this movie we
0: talked about i think the first act to this movie i think is really strong generally on all cylinders you really um second act like we said it's a little bit of a of a dip and and there was a boring bit and a obviously just a, a a writing faux pas as it were and the final act is kind of like where i imagine they got to this and go you know right uh we have to have miss piggy in it what can she possibly do <laughs> and so what they have is again and i want to just bring us back to the story the the book the original story again it's pretty much like dead on what the story in the book is really like they find the treasure it's not there um, the mutineers mutiny again uh, that's all like just I'm not that's not on the writers for this because they didn't write it they just took it but the Miss Piggy thing as Benjamin Gun is so fucking stupid. I think you're right. It would almost have been better if Kermit
3: was Ben Gunn, and then you could have had like Miss Piggy on the ship as like you could have had her as like a stupid
0: character along with the rats. Like she could have she maybe could been, have been like the a... captain of the ship, and this and it would have worked better, I think.
3: Oh yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. I, I was going to say she could. You could even have it as more of a joke where she was like selling the tickets to the rats or whatever. She could be like someone that Rizzo had hired to yeah. be like a,
0: you know. But having her be like the ex lover of both Kermit the Frog and Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Question mark Anne yeah. Flint. Anne and Flint and Flint. Don't forget Flint and question mark. She's you know abandoned on this island, and it's like, and her character just doesn't make make, make any sense because from the minute she's on screen, she then becomes like Kermit the Frog's missus, and and she doesn't really do much. Um, and mm. talking about you know female pig puppet agency in movies is important. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, but isn't that, Finally. doesn't
2: that come down to like. Movies like for, from well from the nineties to through to even now, where there has to be some sort of romantic lead,
0: and like I think you're right, really, Ross. I think yeah. and, and it's point. silly that that even extends to fucking puppets. I mean puppets, yeah. fucking. Well, I so think it's say. also
3: a thing that like all 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 Muppets films basically like Kermit and um Miss Piggy get together. You know that's a thing, so they have to make it happen in this
2: one as well. Well, that, that's um, and that's what I mean. So that's why, like, they, so they they've worked, you know, sort of backwards, and that's so like, well, we have to have mm-hmm. a romantic lead. So we have Miss Piggy. Kermit always goes with Miss Piggy. We'll we'll put this together. But like, so like, and it seems like that they lose sight that even like, you don't mm-hmm. need a romantic lead. Never mind in a puppets movie for kids. Yeah,
0: you don't need a romantic sort of like you know B or C story. I think it's Having a said, core I think, it's a core misunderstanding a, of what works about the Muppets. I think that like I think Joe's right. They're following like an established Muppet's yeah. um formula, which is that Miss Piggy and Kermit must have a romantic plot. And whereas they should have the bravery to say, actually that's maybe not why all of these sixty year olds are tuning in. Um mm-hmm. well yeah I mean I we said the, we him... said the
2: same thing when we were talking about Kermit, do you know what I mean? That he, you know he's always gonna have that romantic lead so that's why he's in the, one of the leading roles.
1: hmm Sorry Sam, what were you gonna say? Well, I, I think Joe's suggestion that um having having Miss Piggy as the captain would be much more fun. No, but but I yes. think I, I think that would be you imagine her on the bridge shouting orders and just like the whole thing of her, who hired this crew and all that would just be much more fun coming from her than and then and then you A can breed. I guess you can't wait until the third act to bring Kermit the Frog in. I know that's maybe the problem, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's the problem that they have. They have to have Kermit and Miss um Miss Piggy kind of together at some point, but they can't have Kermit as um, is Ben Gunn because he'd then be on the island in, I think it's something like an hour and six minutes I was reading that she appears and it's only, what, an hour and 30 minutes long, so then you'd only have 25 minutes of Kermit, which, you know, Kermit is the Muppets,
2: so he can't be Ben Gunn so he has to be one of the other cast or just keep it simple, just have Miss Piggy as Mrs. Bluebridge. get rid of the romantic thing, just have her Mrs. Mm-hmm. Bluebridge done.
1: Yeah, nice little bow there even bring, even even bring her along, you know, change the book, yep. change the book slightly, and bring her along. Yeah, then that would he be. You could have his more. wife with him,
3: you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a weird choice. But and then you could have one of the other Muppets as Ben Gunn. <clears throat> it reminds me that um, the you that that these films, like, I think the other one that they were going to go for was King Arthur. That was the other choice, um, a King Arthur story. So these films are like taking these uh, classic tales and re-engineering them and you know trying to, it's like having to then not only follow the book, but also plug in the Muppets
0: law and the Muppets canon yeah. into that. That's pretty hard in itself, you know. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. the dream for any any franchise like this where you've got you know a strong set of of characters, um, and it's been done with all sorts. Did anyone watch um, Archer that was on TV? Did that cartoon, the Spy? Cartoon? Yes. Yeah. Um, they, they did a similar thing like you know, at a certain point recognising that what you've got is a set of really funny characters you can put into these situations and play off each other. So they kind of just abandon their initial premise and, and run with it. And that's what the Muppets do, and that's kind of like a that's a stroke of brilliance because then you can just appropriate all of this um, all of this uncopyrighted <laughs> 19th century material and and, and release it as, as your own really, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So
1: we kind of get like some fairly standard fighting and you know stuff that's not really fun to talk about in the podcast, but <clears throat> I guess the kind of final part of the movie, like the culmination of it is is the relationship between Jim and Long John Silver, and I think that's the bit that like they do a great job of setting up so well like you see that mm-hmm. bond between them the chemistry's there between the actors um, and then the, the, him. Offering him to be part of the crew, and then there's a sword fight and all this stuff, and I think it I think it comes to a like a head really well. I really like this the, last bit where, uh, the, like the 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 last kind of meeting between the two of
3: them, where like um, Long John Silver's escaping on a boat and he captures him, and they're there, like you know Long John Silver's going to shoot him, and Hawkins is there with the whistle about to blow the whistle to kind of warn other people. And then, like Long John, basically throws his gun down because he knows he can't
0: shoot him, sort of thing. Don't be a and Jim snitch. Just kids. let him get away. Say again. So don't be a snitch, kids. Yeah, <laughs> snitches so,
1: get stitches. I, 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 it's a really good, it's a nice piece of acting from Kevin Bishop as well when he's got the whistle in his mouth and his, his eyes are mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, tearing up, and the whole thing is like quite nice. And also from Tim Curry who has this like great like sense of like resignation where he's like, "God damn it, this kid." I just, I can't do it. But it's a nice it. sort of... I actually um, like him. Damn. It's
0: what the movie hangs on, really. It's kind of like the relationship between Silver and, and Hawkins, <laughs> where, you know, I, it's like a mutually um, affectionate relationship, not in a weird way, mm-hmm. but, like, Jim quite likes Silver because he's worldly and he's, you know, funny and he's interesting. and he, He's almost like a father exactly. figure to Exactly, yeah. th- and that but, goes both ways as well, where Long you know. John Silver wants him to be a pirate, not so much because it would make his life any easier, because he's got the map, all he wants is a compass, you know, it's because he has a genuine affection for the boy and, you know, yeah. wants him to be safe and and all that. And that kind of, like, comes down to this end bit where, you know, Hawkins sees him saving off and thinks, you know, actually, I've got a soft spot for this guy, so I'm not going to blow the whistle because what are we really going to gain by getting, a you know, rescuing this bag of treasure? Um, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. a nice... It's a really nice bit in this movie and it's a really good through line, I think um and yeah. it's a really good idea in a film to make your villain be like a two di- you know a three-dimensional character who is likable and dislikable it's a it's such a great character like, you know long john silver is a as a as a broader
1: character he's so like he's he is a pirate he, he is the a-typical so much
0: pirate of, yes
1: yeah like the, the peg leg the the, the parrot all mm-hmm. that it's just it's you like the You <laughs> say so, pa- yeah.
0: parrot that would be
1: weird the lobster <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parrot, a talking parrot. Um, the, all of this, all of this stuff that comes from um, you know, Stevenson's uh, uh, a book is is just brilliant, and I think they they manage to wrap that up all really nicely into mm-hmm. into this film, and th- and then you get a quite a good as we're talking about uh, emotional payoff at the end. You know, I think it really works. It does. It does come to though. I think the actual ending of the movie, I think, is pretty poor. It it just it just kind of fades. Out, yeah. doesn't it? Like you don't
3: yeah. it turns out that the boat that Silver sailed on was holy and it sinks. Um and he ends up um, marooned on the island that they have been on. Um and then it turns out somehow that Hawkins has now become captain because you know, why not? Um and then they ask him what they're gonna do and he says off to Zanzibar to see the Zanzibar Barians and that's pretty much
0: it. It's really. fun
1: and we 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 get this weird shot where they're like they're panning they're they're all dancing or whatever on the ship, and they pan along the side of the ship, and then it kind of goes underwater, and we see the the rats. And I just think back to the ending of Christmas Carol, which is like there's that that lovely song that's going on, and the whole you know the, the they mm-hmm. they zoom out of the shot of London. I just think like it just as a as a as more, not necessarily as a thematic thing, but just as like a technical thing. I just think it's a really like underwhelming ending. I just want you want like let's have a nice let's save a, one of our good songs, or let's have a an overture of, of the other songs we've had before. It's just it's kind of weird to just finish the movie there and then that's it. Um, Did any of get... you guys know there is like a post credit scene though? Like
3: a really short one? Oh, no, I didn't. It basically pans onto the island. It basically pans onto the island and there's Long John Silver sat there eating a banana um, and there's like a talking kind of stone thing stood there and it tells him like this really terrible joke. Um, and then he kind of like says, "Oh, I've got millions of these," and just carries on telling him jokes. And he's sat there looking really annoyed, <laughs> eating a banana.
1: See, why isn't that? Why isn't that at the end? That should be at the end. Not. It's, not... it's in after a few of the credits. It's post credits. I hate post credits. That is just yeah. offensive to yeah,
3: my time. Doesn't
0: have time for that. He's a very busy man. What's important? I, thing. I basically like. You must I, love I seem the Marvel call it from some. when
3: I was a kid. Like, so I like I basically fast forwarded through the credits and sure enough, there is that scene.
0: Oh cool! Um, I didn't know that. It's funny. I think it? on Disney, maybe the the recording ends before you see that, or it like shrinks down again. That's that's the exact. Yeah, it yeah. shrinks
3: down, but you then have to like click back onto it and fast forward through it. Basically, great.
0: I have to press buttons in twenty twenty yes. one. Yeah. This is this is why post credits should die because
1: it's just disrespectful <laughs> of my time and makes me press buttons. and I'm not up for that.
3: And- you
1: know, like the, the
0: worst ones for it, Marvel. We do
3: it every single time. Ah,
0: Marvel. Uh, well, uh, obviously, we'll be saving all of those films, Joe, for our um, Patreon only um, podcasts. So, hey, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: We're holding those films ransom. We literally price. are.
0: We're going to do loads of DC stuff this year, and we're not going to touch anything Marvel based. <laughs> yeah, we're,
2: we're in discussion with Disney, and uh, we're, just, we're just holding firm. We're we're honestly, it's a a bargaining sort of tactic. We're actually taking the Disney tactic. We're going to do the podcast and just not air them. That'll show them. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: no. They offer us 150 million, but we're holding out for more. We're not going to take Deal,
0: uh, deal, deal. This is why Dave isn't in the negotiations. (laughs) Yeah, well, a hot cup of coffee and somewhere to sleep. That's all I'm after.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's why you're not in the negotiations, Dave.
0: Um, but no, this is a fun movie, and um, it kind of makes me wish that I was more familiar with the Muppets because I feel like there'd be more to appreciate in this, you know, in this movie, uh, if if I was more familiar with, you know, the characters and 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 what they do and things like that. To be honest, you've kind of seen the best. If you've seen Christmas Carol, no. Oh,
1: what? Oh, oh sounds, in, ask
0: yourself a question. I'm is so this, disappointed in you. Is this the time? Yes. It is absolutely the yep. time.
3: Absolutely is, yes. 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 Right, there we yes. go. We've agreed that.
1: <sighs> it's normally me that's getting shit for not having seen a film, Dave. I don't you know, know what I expected. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I think if you you should watch Christmas Carol, but you should, but I think generally if you've seen those, like, they're probably the best two ones. Yeah. I haven't... I've seen the original one. I should maybe watch Muppets... Um, From Space. Uh, take Manhattan, and then... Muppets uh, in space. I think that made less movie than this, uh, less money than this. Sorry, so uh, I, I yeah I don't think that was like yeah. a particular um, success.
3: The 2011
1: one is not good. No, none of it's good. None of it's good. The original TV show isn't good. None of it's really like this is this is peak Muppets for me, and really
0: um, I'm willing to fight about that. Well, excellent. Um, I will say though, as a as a you know cynical end note for my for my little bit this is not a well this is not a well written or well what's the word um, constructed movie i think that like from a technical standpoint there's some excellent excellent puppet work going on here it's some great set dressing i think the ship set in particular looks really good um, yeah especially when it's in harbor and like you've got this and there's some really cool
1: like forced perspective stuff that they're using yeah. in in the background to make some of the buildings look really big
0: yeah yeah um, it's like technically it's a really great film but I just think they on. were maybe too hemmed in by adhering to the source material like Robert Louis Stevenson's dead he's not going to come after you you're fine yeah. you know change yeah. the story and neither will his estate and neither will his estate <laughs> because public domain um, yeah. so I guess I just wish they you know writers had a bit more nows about them with stuff like this and said yeah actually let's use this as a jumping off point and just make a fun pirate movie I'd agree. I guess his final thoughts for me is like, this is just it's it's so quotable.
1: It's so childhood um, evoking. But I totally do get it. As like the pacing in this is is really off. That middle act is is dull. And is. if not for like indoctrin you know being indoctrinated at an early age, I probably agree with you, Dave. However, Tim Curry singing, like the whole the, the Muppets all, um, you know, doing their thing. And the roll Call scene, all of that. I just think it's comedy gold. And as a little bit of evidence, my son really, really likes this movie as well. And we, yeah. we 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 play the songs quite regularly, just just you know, without the film on. So I think that's probably the legacy of it. Is just the music is is so good. It's so rousing. Um,
3: and but, I think that's the big thing to remember about the film. It is a
0: kids' film predominantly. Yeah, um, I am sick of people using that as an excuse for shitty filmmaking.
3: But it's it, no, I'm just saying, relative, like, it? yeah, it, it it it's kind of relevant to the fact. It's not necessarily. I, I know it's not great filmmaking, but for kids, you kind of you don't want them to kind of go into too much depth or too much detail, that sort of thing. Kids are right, Joe. Kids
0: that. are worthless, and we shouldn't give them good media.
3: <laughs> but you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna notice stuff like that, are they? They don't care. They just want pirates and Muppets. That's all they want.
1: Ross, your final thoughts.
3: Um.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel on this one. It's it's a really enjoyable film, especially for me. So because I've started playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag again, so I'm on a real sort of like pirate binge at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and and this movie as well, again brings back the memories when we were discussing Tim Curry's song. I actually had it playing on YouTube while we were talking about it because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I want to hear that again." Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's and again, it's similar to like the Santa Claus. It's a movie where I would easily watch it again. With you know, with a little one in the room, um, and we can both enjoy it. Um, but yeah, solid movie.
0: No, I'd want a large whiskey myself, Ross. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ! They're your loved ones, are they?
0: Every single one, <laughs> and especially the doubles. Love those doubles.
1: So. Um one last thing, one last thing I want to just note is that, you know, the ship... The um, Hispaniola? The Hispaniola was on a massive gimbal. So... Wow. they, the they, It would move, it would move around. Um, I think they were a bit worried about people being seasick, <laughs> which is...
0: <laughs> which I you think imagine. that's, like, a, a really big factor in why it looks so good as a set. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. I think so. It's one of those nice, like... Wow, they spent loads of time and money investing in that, and it totally paid off. It totally made the um, uh, made the made the thing. So, yeah, it's just one little fact other, other
3: other little bit of kind of interesting um, kind of trivia just to mention. Um, Billy Billy Conley, the character, when he died, it's the first time someone dies in a Muppets film. Oh. and they do say don't they they say. They do they make a joke about, say, about it isn't
0: yeah. this a kids movie he
3: died and this is supposed to be a kids movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good that's a nice
0: fact I like it I like it well we will be back next week with another movie from the 90s more than likely um, but thanks to Joe for coming on the movie podcast no worries we'll uh, see you we next hope week we Joe we we can entice you across again um, you know, or threaten, or cajole, or blackmail—any of those, Maybe it's *Christmas of, really.
3: Carol* or *Lord of the Rings*. You know, I mean,
0: yeah. Let's do let's do a podcast on the extended editions. Don't, of don't of the Rings. call us; we'll call you. Don't uh,
3: <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm not doing the extended editions, Dave. Just to be clear, those I are think dreadful. I
1: think we agree that those we were going to save those for when in 2025 we can meet in person. We can do like a a 19 hour um, live.
0: Life. I am not sure how we would um, how we would stream a seance um, because at least one of us will be dead by then from this plague. <laughs> Probably me. The chronic lung condition will get me. Yeah. Uh, you are the frontrunner Joe, but I'm very stupid. On on,
1: on that cheery note, um, with us all dead or you know named, ma- <coughs> ma- ma- um, I guess we'll we'll see you all next week. Take care, folks. See you next week, guys. See you later. <audio>